Abba Yahweh, again the opportunity to be about your business, Father. To share your word, share your truth, your wisdom. Thank you, Father, for what you have bestowed on me, shared with me, given to me. Thank you for this opportunity. Any that have an ear, not just to hear the words, but to listen to the message. So, I wasn't going to do this now, but it's not up to me. Because the Spirit was talking to me and prodding me because this is something that that the Spirit of God is putting on my heart and prodding me, provoking me, as you will, and convicting me. Remember, when you're convicted of the Holy Spirit, that means just that your heart is being pulled on and that you're being pointed a certain direction that has nothing to do with being conviction convicted as in the law, that you're convicted and put in prison. If any prison that I am, it's like Paul, I'm a prisoner of Christ Jesus. And it is for his sake that I do what I do and to share the word of God. And for that reason, I am about my father's business. Now, as a rule, I don't usually do biographies um, unless they're fairly well written. And I don't do bibliographies unless they're fairly well written. And, and many times, um, and many times you won't find, I don't find any that are particularly well done. And um, I like the one that I read regularly and every day and the word of God, the Bible. Well, that's excellent. I'm in that thing every day and most all day. Um, but I'm reading one now that was given to our class, and it's a it's a combination of uh, biography. I think there's a little bibliography in here. I, I'm not quite sure the way it's some of the chapters are written. It almost seems that way, but I I'm not even sure if this brother can speak English or not, and that's okay. It doesn't matter. And this book. I would recommend. It's called The Heavenly Man. And this talks about a, a Chinese brother who's persecuted and gone through so many things. And something that I want to remind you of, and I've spoken of this before, and a lot of people don't believe it, is true. Well, that's okay. You choose whatever you want to believe. And you want to believe lies and the pandering and all that. That's entirely up to you, but I'm telling you that this country of China that I'm speaking of and North Korea and the Soviet Union, Russia, which used to be the United Soviet Socialist Republic, the USSR, it claims now to be a democracy, but yeah, only if you have the money and you can buy your position and the other countries, they regularly persecute, prosecute, torture, 
those that are believing in God, especially if they refuse to renounce their faith in God, belief in Christ Jesus, and declare their allegiance to the government and to the communist presidential party. Otherwise, they are tortured and beaten. Now, this book, and what prompted me to share with you is this highlighted now portion that I marked because the Holy Spirit took me here. This is a, this is a book called The Heavenly Man. It is a true story, and as I said, it's a combination. I think some of what I'm looking at is a, it seems to be a bibliography, and I don't know if this gentleman speaks English or not, which doesn't matter, because he is a heavenly man, a man of God, a brother, and he too is an heir and a joint heir with Christ Jesus, as we all are. But several things have prompted me to share now and probably will again at God's watch when he wakes me to that hour. But something really prompted me here and in combination to one of my contemporary Christian groups and this group that I've... Uh, I've shared with you before, it's a, um, it's a song by a group that's called Need to Breathe. And what we need to breathe is the breath of God and the song that they sing is, who am I? Who am I to be loved by you? The sovereign Lord God, the King of heaven, our savior, our redeemer, coming to this earth as a sacrificial lamb, who am I? Well, the answer is very plain actually, and relatively simple, but there are many that question that and wonder. Well, here's the answer. I am a son of God, a child of God. I am an heir in the kingdom of heaven. I am redeemed by the blood of Christ Jesus. I am saved and redeemed by the sacrifice that he made and died on the cross and saw me needing this from a long distance. He saw me afar and he came. I am an heir and a joint heir in the kingdom of heaven with my king. So I am of royal blood as every single person who is a true believer, not a self-proclaimed and a label head, but if you truly believe that Jesus came and died for you and he came and he walked this earth in the flesh, then you have the spirit of God in you. Then Jesus has come and redeemed you. He has saved you by his blood. 
you are following God in faith and having the Holy Spirit to guide your steps, then you too are a child of God, an heir and a joint heir in the kingdom of heaven with our King, Christ Jesus. Now that's who I am to be loved by him. The other that I want to point out and highlight and share with you is in reading some of this that Brother Young has gone through and gone through because the Chinese government were hunting him, an active hunt. Seeking him. And every time that anybody got their hands on him, they would beat him, torture him, and sometimes unknowingly by any of the prison guards, the gates were open and he merely walked out and away. But miraculously, nobody saw it happen. Except that one night he was within the prison and being beaten and tortured. And the very next moment, he had just walked out the gate, walked away. Gate was open, nobody paying attention, and he walked out. But here's something very important that I highlighted and that we need to remember this quite well because, and I share this because there are many who have posed themselves as the Pharisees had done. They were very arrogant and unruly, actually, and very full of themselves and questioning the word of God. But here's something very important that we need to remember and that this was shared by my brother. Realizing that God didn't need me at all. And if he ever chose to use me again, it would be nothing more than a great privilege for me. So brothers, sisters, hear what I share with you. Listen to what I share with you and heed what I say because the Pharisees were quite arrogant and full of themselves to the point of questioning the only begotten Son of God who came for their sake as well as mine. And in spite or despite all, they still questioned him question his authority and declaring that he was a blasphemer, a liar, and he was an iniquitous sinner and worked for the devil. Well, he of course logically 
refuted that, of course, and of course they refused to understand it. But here's my point. And brothers and sisters, God does not choose you because he needs you to do anything. He didn't choose me to do this. He chose this for me and is allowing me because I offered my heart to him. This is my father's business that I am about. And I want to do this because there are those in other places that do not have this opportunity. And I want to share as much as I can with them to do this because they have an opportunity the same as any of us to be redeemed, to be rescued, to be saved, and to be an heir in the kingdom of heaven, a joint heir with Christ Jesus, and to be there with their loved ones, with us, with any of us. And we are called together to be of one body, one mind, like-minded. That's what this is about. This isn't about her, him, me, you. I am this and you're that. So this is the problem that Paul and Peter had for a little while. See, because Jesus Christ, our Lord, called Paul to go to the Gentiles and share with them. Because back in that day, they weren't doing that. Jesus started doing it before he started collecting the disciples. He was already doing that. And their teachings were all to those that were gathered around Jerusalem. And you notice that there was a separation and Jesus would take opportunity to speak to them, but he didn't openly teach. And it wasn't time yet. The timing was not yet. The timing came and he chose Paul. Now, some of you might wonder, why did he do that? Well, you know, I wondered that too. This is back in the day when I used to think that Paul was such a braggart and arrogant, except that Paul wasn't bragging about anything except being a prisoner of Christ Jesus. It's the only thing he bragged about. Paul didn't brag about anything that wasn't true. And what he shared was always truth. And if one would be a prime and good example of how a Christian person should be acting and what they should do, of course, today it would be um, very much so the same as it was there. Nothing's different except that there are really, really arrogant individuals and they make a habit of self-proclamation. Well, brothers and sisters, that's not what I'm about. 
what I'm about is just sharing the truth and the word of God. And he's called me to do that. And I will do that. And if I can demonstrate to anyone a good way to be, then I will. And if somebody may happen to ask that question the way they did to Paul, then I'm going to tell them, well, just do it like I did it. I share that with you already. As you practice the presence of God, when you get up in the morning, as I do every single morning, I don't do it exactly the same way. And there are occasions where I forget immediately, but as a practice, as a whole, and then I come right back to it. I, Before I get up and start the day doing anything, I pray. I thank God first for the breath in my lungs because remember this, brothers and sisters, you are not obligated to walk any day in this plane of existence whatsoever. And by God's grace, you are drawing breath and by his mercy, you're allowed to continue breathing through the course of the day. Does that sound pretty bold and almost kind of scary? Well, it should ought to because you don't deserve anything that you have. It is by the grace of God that you were saved anyway. If you are a believer and you need to understand and believe that, that you didn't, you weren't saved because of anything you did to earn it. And remember this, that Jesus didn't come for your sake because you're holy. Jesus came for your sake to make you holy. How are you going to be an heir and a joint heir to the kingdom of heaven if you were not holy? And before Jesus comes into your heart, you are not. You have to have Jesus in your life as your savior, redeemer, your king. God, have faith in God. He is your sovereign. He created us. Have faith in God. Faith and belief in Paraclitos, the Holy Spirit that comes and walks beside you, guides you, teaches you, and stay in the word. Read the word multiple times a day if you can. Make a point to be in it. Share in it. Revel in it. And seek him. Seek his truth. Seek his non-seek his with him because he will share it with you. You need but ask. Ye have not because ye ask not. Knock and he will open his door to you. He will invite you in to sit and sup with him. Make time and God will take time. He is a true and faithful God. And his promises are true. And I, have, I cannot share enough times that I have seen his faith. I am sitting here being able to do this because God told me that he has need of me.
for what exactly other than what I'm doing now? I don't know, but he's got something planned. And that's okay. Remember, I've shared this with you before. I signed a blank piece of paper and for lack of a better term, a contract with God, but we don't need contract. There's nothing that I read, no paragraph of the first party, the first part and the second part, and this and this and this and this. And this. Nothing was on it except a place for him to sign and for me to sign. And I signed it with no question, without hesitation, because God is my creator and my father. And whatever he asked me to do, I must be willing to do. Just remember this. Do not forget this, that he is with you whithersoever thou goest. Wherever we go, he is there. And he is walking with us. And sometimes he's already waiting on us to catch up. He walks in our tomorrows. He knows what's there. He knows what's coming. And we just need to practice his presence in everything we do, wherever we go. However we are, wherever we are, practice the presence of God. He delights in that. He likes to spend time with us. And remember all these things that you get caught up and stirred up about emotions and things that happen and you grieve and you're so deeply grievous about something you someone passed. Had that happen not too long ago. But the thing of it is that God was there with me. He's always there with you. You say, well, how can that be? Well, that can be because where do you think all of our emotions come from? And you think that our Heavenly Father has no emotions, that he doesn't take great delight. The Bible says that God takes delight in things. What do you think that that means? That means that God's happy. It tells us that God sings over us before we came to this plane of existence. Now, if that's not something that happens from emotion, then I question your emotions. God sang over each one of us. He was delighted in us. He sang over us. He takes great delight in our prayers to him. The angel took John off the island of Patmos in the spirit and showed him the anteroom in the temple of God. God saves our prayers. And the angel was sharing with John. He said that it is a sweet savor to the nostrils of our Lord God. He likes to open those little bottles just a little bit and sniff on the fragrance of the incense that comes out of the prayers that are in there. And then he closes it and he puts it back on the shelf. Those are saved in little golden vials. Every prayer that we send to God, he saves. He takes delight in our prayers. He likes our prayers. He loves our prayers. Everyone thinks that God is so stoic and he sits up there on his throne and he sits back. And Jesus, 
Brothers and sisters, that's unfortunate because God that I know, Christ that I know, took delight in us. Celebrated with us when there's celebration. The Bible tells us that there's great celebration that takes place in heaven. When a lost brother or sister come back for a time, maybe they were backslidden and they went somewhere and now they're back in prayer and doing what they were, should have been doing in fellowship. Heaven rejoices. Heaven has a celebration. Do you think that Christ Jesus and Abba Yahweh, our Heavenly Father, do not celebrate with the angels when there's a return? Do you think they just sit back stoically and just watch what's going on? Well, let me share this with you about that. They don't. How do I know that? Because the Bible tells me so. The Holy Spirit shares with me. So, relatively short and sweet today, at this time, because this is the spirit of truth and what was told to share with you. Brothers and sisters, you are in my prayers. Am I going out and coming in every day? Be blessed.